amen, amen. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise in this place? Listen, before I get started, I want to give honor where honor is due. I love your pastors. When I'm around this man of God, my mind just goes blank because of the respect that I have for you and the anointing that's placed upon your life. And I know you've seen a lot and done a lot, but you're just getting started. You're just getting started. The best is yet to come for this house, for this family. And, and I've never seen any more committed, willing, obedient leaders as what you have in this house. So before we get started, can you give God praise for your leadership in this house? Come on. Come on, you can do better than that when you have the best. I love you. I love you. I'll try not to keep you too long. If you would stand just for the reading of God's word. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this morning. God, we thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what is yet to come in this place tonight. And God, I give you all the glory in advance for what you will release. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would empty me of me, God, and that everything that would come forth would be your wind, it would be your word. Lord, I pray that you would anoint from the head to the feet, God, that there would be nothing lacking and nothing missing. From this message, Father, that goes forth, may it have your wind behind it. May it have your revelation in it. And God, we give you the glory and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I did that reverse, but God knows why. <laughs> First Chronicles chapter number 14, verse 11. This verse is something that I've preached many occasions, and I actually had this prepared for this morning, but God flip-flopped the message because I believe that specifically those who are in here need what God is about to release. 14 is, is, um, is the number of, it is the number of generational promise. And I believe that this number is very significant. It's the number of generational promise. It's the number of God's hand. It's the number of God's hand. It's the number of God's grace upon your life. When God places his hand upon your life, when you're in the hand of the potter, there's no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Let's read this together. It says, so they went up to Baal Perazim and David defeated them there. Somebody shout there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be with your hand. It's going to be with your hand. Like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of the place Bel Perizim. So they went up. Somebody shout, they went up to Bel Perizim. And David defeated them there. Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name of the place Baal Perizim. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This particular scripture is very, very special to me. There's been many a times that I've applied it to my life in seasons. And this, this particular number, 14, I look at numbers these days. I Years ago, I wouldn't even looked or even thought about the numbers. But how many knows God works through numbers? 
How many knows God is a God of numbers? He is a God, and, and, and numbers matter to him. Things that, that in our carnality we cannot understand certain things, but when you begin to walk in the Spirit, you begin to see things differently than the way you used to see them. And this number 14 is generational promise. Here's what I want to tell you, that there's generational curses, but then there's generational promise. There's generational blessing. And so many times we get caught up on the curse and we miss the blessing. But, but I want to talk about the promise today. I want to talk about this number 14, this number 11, because 11 is also the number of valor. It means uh, it's the number of heroes, meaning heroes rising up. It is the representation of faithful people, those that have been selfless in serving. Those are the ones that God is going to raise up for such a time as this. Amen. What I mean is that those who are operating from the spirit of humility, God is going to raise you into a level of his divinity. It's going to be in a level that, that people are going to see not you, but they're going to see the hand of God that's upon you, the grace of God that was upon David. We can see here that the hand of the Lord was upon David. But also, it is the number of transition. The, I also want to break up that number 14 because 14 is double seven. And how many knows that the number seven is the number of completion? And here's what I heard the Lord say. I heard the Lord say that I'm about to double complete some stuff in your life. Because where I'm taking you, there has to be complete victory. Where I'm taking you, in order for you to, to transition into the next place, you're going to have to have double victory. Which means it's got to be established in this night. And I believe that God is going to release something very significant. One of the things that, that brings to my mind is Belperazim. It's interesting that Belperazim is in the place of Judah. Let me tell you that your breakthrough is in your praise. Your breakthrough is when you begin to praise God. Now, we all can praise God when all things are good. We can praise God on the mountaintop. We can praise God when, when, when money's in the bank. You know what I'm saying? We can praise God when our marriage is right. And, but I'm here to tell you there's something that happens when you begin to praise God with demons and devils up in your eyeballs trying to convince you to quit, trying to convince you to throw in the towel, trying to convince you that your best days are through. I come to tell the enemy and to tell you that the devil is the father of lies and he is lying to you because he understands what's on the inside of you more than you understand what God has placed in you for this season. Belperazim is the place in your praise. That means that you got to praise God on the bad days. You got to praise God when it's raining outside. You got to praise God when you're misunderstood. You've got to praise God when people are walking away from you. You still have a praise. You don't have to have music to praise God. There's a Judah on the inside of each and every individual. And I know that it's a Wednesday night and I thought about preaching on the garden. But God said, no, I want you to preach upon this particular scripture in this particular moment. Because there are sons and daughters in this hour. And these sons and daughters are being convinced by the enemy that they don't have what it takes. Sons and daughters that have come uh, into this place tonight. Some of you have come in, you come in expecting. 
Some of you got here and you tried uh, maybe to, to lay out, but God has, has told you that you need to be here tonight, that you need to come, that you need to be diligent and committed, and you may feel weak and you may feel fatigued, but you showed up even on a Wednesday night. And I come to tell you that this is not going to be a Wednesday night Bible study. I'm sorry, but I believe that God wants to release somebody tonight. And I just believe the word of the Lord that there is going to be breakthrough in this house. Now, now I need you to understand that this is not just the graph a word or information that's going to go out tonight. I'm thankful for the information, but I believe that the Lord is getting ready to release his manifestation in your life. And I believe that it's getting ready to happen for the new season that God has taken you into. And I'm talking to some sons and daughters in this hour that you're getting ready to break free from the Philistine spirit. That spirit that's trying to steal everything that God has granted you. That thing that's trying to convince you that, that you're unimportant. I'm talking about the insignificant cycle that the enemy tries to keep you in because if he can keep you in a cycle of insignificant, you will not recognize or understand who you are in Christ. And if you don't understand who you are in Christ, you will never have the opportunity to hear the word of God that can change you. Because if you don't know who you are you don't know whose you are and if you don't know whose you are you will never be able to hear him in the capacity that you need to hear him I said this this morning it's one thing to listen but it's another thing to hear I can listen to a song but if I can hear the lyric it can shift my destiny I wish I had somebody in this place to understand that you may have been listening to some stuff but I'm looking for some people who will hear the word of the Lord because the Bible said let the church hear me those who have the spirit let them hear what the spirit is saying because if you can hear the word you can catch the revelation of what he wants to release to you the spirit that keeps you stuck in a cycle of insignificant and unimportance that's what I've come after tonight I've come after that Philistine spirit that tells you that you're too young I come against that spirit that wants to tell you that your best days are over. Some of you think that you're too old to do anything in the kingdom of God and you've already taken the position. You've sat comfortable in the cushion. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to sit back and retire. But I come to tell you God is going to do his best in your latter days. I'm telling you, it's not a time to retire. It's not a time to quit. It's not a time to throw in the towel. I'm telling you that, that I, I, the world is going to hell. I feel like an old-timey old preacher right now. The world is going to hell in a handbasket, and they need somebody to release heaven in their house. They need somebody to release heaven in the streets. We got it in the church, but I'm looking for somebody to understand who you are in the street, and when you walk up the kingdom shows up you're not too young you're not too old you're you're smart enough the enemy wants you to think that you don't have what it takes you don't have the education you're not rich enough you you don't have the look you didn't come from the right place you didn't come from the right territory these are all the the manipulation and the twisting of the leviathan philistine spirit that wants to twist around your backbone and he wants to take you down but i'm looking for some men tonight i'm looking for some men that's going to rise up and say as for me and my house we are going to understand who god has created us to be but 
because when men understand who they are, then they will begin to train their children in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Identity. We've had an identity crisis because the spirit is twisting. That Philistine spirit comes to steal identity. He wants to steal the identity in Christ. Why? Because he comes after the thing that is that is what God, what is rightfully yours. I want you to understand God's identity is rightfully yours. And it's interesting that we are celebrating the Passover. Hallelujah. Because it is the blood that gave you the benefit and the right to the land. <laughs> it's the blood that gave you the ability to be protected. It's the blood that gave you the ability of the assurance of this rightful domain and this rightful destiny that the enemy is trying to keep you out of. There's some things that you've not yet tapped into because you've listened to the lie of the enemy. You have caught glimpses of who God is. But I come to tell you that the things that have held you back in last season they will not have the ability in the season of this anointing because God's going to complete what he started on the inside of you. I wish I had some sons and daughters that would rise up right now and take 30 seconds and understand your breakthrough is in a Judah that's in your mouth. Your breakthrough is in a Judah that's on the inside of your belly. Stir up the gift of God. I know it's a Wednesday night. I know you've worked all night. But what if I told you that your shift is in your mouth? Your shift is in your praise. Woo! The spirit that wants to block and wants to stop what God is doing in the day and hour that we are living in. Here's, the, here's his goal. He wants to stop up the wells of refreshing. He wants to stop up the wells, and here's how he can do it. If he can intimidate you and manipulate you to think that you're something that you're not, then he can stop up the wells of refreshing that God called you to be a part of. It's one thing to operate in a gift, but when you begin to step into the call, that's when the enemy starts to get nervous. He starts to get frustrated. He starts to get upset, but I sense in my spirit that there's a kingdom of increase that's getting ready to hit this house and I'm not saying that God's not blessed this house but I'm telling you the best has yet to come I see expansion that's coming to this house because you are in the season of building and where there's building there's breakthrough the season of the kingdom increase turn to your neighbor and say expansion's coming this expansion is kingdom it's kingdom minded it's kingdom minded it's kingdom thinking it's beyond anything that we could ask, think, or imagine. It's beyond, we have to get out of the box of our mind. We have to get out of the box of where we came from. We have to, let me tell you how to get out of the box. Get into the breaker that's in the box. When you get into the breaker that's in the box, you understand the power and the authority that can turn on every light in your house. I'm, I'm here to tell you, your sons and daughters, they're coming in in this hour. <laughs> I said they're coming in this hour. Some of you have been praying for some stuff. You've been praying for breakthrough and some grandchildren. I'm here to tell you that your grandchildren are getting ready to come back to the house, that there's a prodigal church that's getting ready to turn their eyes back on Jesus. Is there anybody that understands that what you magnify will begin to manifest? And I'm here to tell you that there's a church that's going 
going to talk about Jesus again. There's a church that's going to look up to their heels from which cometh their help. There's a remnant bride that's different but of one spirit. And there's a diversification in this expansion that is coming. We're not all going to look alike. We're not all going to talk alike. We're all going to have different gifts. But there's a body that's getting ready to function. There's a body that's getting ready to march forth. There's a body that will not be silenced. There's a body that the operation is the head and the head is Jesus and Jesus is about to bring times of refreshing. Ooh, hallelujah. In chapter 13 we see that there, there's something that has happened. There's, a, there's this particular scripture in this particular verse of the Bible, we, the, Quran, the, 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 the chronicles that are happening here. We see there's events and things that happen. And we see that here in the portion of this scripture that the Ark of the Covenant began to be placed at a place. How many is thankful that you were raised in a place of presence? How many how has been at this a long time? And when you're in the presence, there's nothing that can compare to the atmosphere that your ancestors gave you access to. <laughs> you know, my grandmother, I'm telling you, she would, she would speak in tongues while she was washing dishes. It wasn't, just a, it wasn't just the time in the church house, and then when I get to my house, I'm going to watch whatever I want to watch. And No, there was purity. There was a purification that was on the inside of her that was contagious. It was contagious. And in this portion of the scripture, the ark remained at Obed-Edom's house. Now, that sounds like my relatives, y'all, because I'm from Beaverdam, Kentucky. There's some Obed-Edoms out at Beaverdam, Kentucky. And what's awesome about when God is moving and when the ark is placed in, 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 in a place, when you're blessed to be in the presence of God, God will bless you because you are in his presence. Everything that his presence touches is blessed. In Obed-Edom, we see that he was blessed for three months. And then it goes on down to verse 1 and 2 of chapter 14. And we see that David's home in Jerusalem when Haram king of Tyre sent messengers and materials. And David, they, they, he, he sent materials to David. He sent messengers to David. He began to give him things that he needed for the building season. Here's what I want to tell you, that it's building season. Hallelujah. I said it's building season. And there's there's some things and materials and messengers and architects and cedar trees that are coming now and carpenters to build because when God does it he'll send the people to facilitate it he will send the people with you and I, I just want to say that building has been going on we can see it we can see the fruits of it but there's more that's coming for redemption to the nation because we got to reach the nation y'all and there's building that is going on there is carpenters that are coming there's architects that are coming and I come to tell you no matter what it looks like it's building season and not only for this house but when you're connected to the house God is about to put a building program on the inside of you he's going to give you the tools to build in this season and David knew that this was going to happen and David knew that the Lord had called him and established him king over Israel let me tell you this right now 
you need to understand that God has called you and what God has called no devil can grab grab a hold of the one that's called that God has his hand upon there's a grace that is upon you to build there's a grace that is upon you to do everything that God has established inside of you to build and I, I see David he understood who he was he understood that he was established to build. He understood that the Lord had called him to this place to be king over Israel, over a kingdom highly exalted for the sake of Israel. And it goes on to say that he had more sons and daughters. Here's what I want to tell you, that there's increase and expansion that's getting ready to allow the breakthrough. The increase is about to bring the breakthrough in your life. The Bible said that there was a breaking forth of water. And some of you have felt uncomfortable because you don't fit in the things that you used to fit in. And I just want to tell you there's some people that cannot go where God is taking you. Can I just preach right here just for a second? But don't get so nervous about when you see people start to leave you. Because it's not the people, it's the spirit. And that spirit cannot go where God is taking you for the, the possibility of increase. I wish I had somebody to understand that God is about to take you places you've never been before. And to, in order to do that, he had to leave, though you have to leave those people who are holding you back. Let me tell you something. Familiarity breeds content. And I come to tell you that it's not a time to be familiar. It's, the it's a time to be full of faith. And it may sound crazy. And it may not make sense. But if God said it, pick up your tools and start building. Don't worry about what you're losing because what you're gaining in this season, that I'm telling you suffering is something that we're going through in this season, but there's a glory that's about to be released and the latter shall be greater. Generations are about to come together and immerse together. If you believe your sons are going to come in and worship with you, if you believe your grandchildren are about to come and worship with you is there anybody that still believes in the kind of move of God that will eradicate sin if you believe it somebody shout like you're a builder in this house yeah. Hallelujah. Ah. David was anointed over Israel and here's what's awesome he, uh, Haram honored David he honored David because you will always have people when you're anointed to honor you. Mm, I could stay there for a minute, but I'm not going to. Because I believe that the lack in the body of Christ in this day is the lack of honor. And because there's a lack of honor, there's a lot of rebellion. And that's why witches are hexing what the Holy Ghost was supposed to host because there's been no honor in the house. Let me tell you, if you want to be blessed, honor the house. Oh, man. If you want to be blessed, honor the man of the house. Honor the prophetess of the house. If you want to be blessed, honor them. You watch where God will take you if you have a spirit of honor. That's all I'm going to say about that. Honor, harem honor, but when you are anointed, when God places a new anointing upon you, you will have harems to honor you, and then you'll have haters to harm you. When you get an anointing on your life, all hell will break loose. 
And it's not so much about the anointing. The anointing is borrowed. It's about you getting to what God has appointed you to do. It's not so much about the anointing. It's about your appointing. The enemy's not so worried about you being anointed. He's, about, he's worried about you taking your rightful position. And we see here that David is getting ready to take his rightful position. And we see that this valley of Raphael, which means the place of the giant. It's the place where he defeated Goliath. Many battles between Israel and the Philistines had been fought here. And now they were trying to keep David from taking Jerusalem and making it the capital of Israel. But there was a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the problem with the enemy trying to capture you. I think that he forgets that God is with you. When he puts his hands on you, he forgets that God has his on you. And the enemy comes like a flood, but he doesn't understand that what's about to break through is getting ready to overtake. And some things that you've been uncomfortable in, the reason that you've been uncomfortable is because God is getting ready to birth something new on the inside of you. And you had to go through that in order to get to this. You had to fight the giant. You had to fight the Philistines. And we see here in this valley of Raphael, we see that he is defeating the enemies there. David had such a reverence for the presence of God. And the reason that he had the ability to for victory is because he had a reverence for the presence the reason that he had the, the supernatural power of almighty God is because he knew that without it he was nothing he was different than the one that led him he was different than the Saul who, who kept the, the presence locked up in a place David knew without his presence I can do nothing and the presence of God was precious so precious that he had the, the passion to get the presence back to the house of God. How many has a passion to keep the presence in the house? How many has a passion not only to keep the presence in this house but to keep the presence of God in your house? Do you have a passion and pursuit to keep the presence of God with you wherever you go? And the psalmist's highest purpose was to seek the face of God. He thought so much of the presence of God, ladies and gentlemen, that he hired praisers. Hallelujah. He began to hire praisers 24-7. Let me ask you a question. If I was to tell you that I would pay you to praise him tonight, how would you praise him? Come on, somebody. Let me say it like this. It pays you to praise him because your healing is in your praise. Your miracle is in your praise. Come on, somebody. Restoration is in your praise. I'm looking for a praiser tonight. I'm looking for a lion to know who you are. I'm looking for a roar that's getting ready to run every devil out of your community, out of your region, out of your house, out of your ministry, out of your marriage. Somebody give God praise until lack is lack no more. Somebody give God praise until the valley of Raphael Shatalabohosa turns into Baal Perizim. That the valley of Raphael, the valley of the giant, is the valley of your breakthrough where the enemy tried to destroy you. God's getting ready to resurrect you. He's about to raise you up for such a time as this. If you know that God 
God is raising you up. God is training you. God is leading you. He had to keep you out with the sheep. He had to keep you out being committed to only him because when God dripped his oil by the picture of Samuel upon his head and it dripped down into his sandals, the lion was no sweat for the shepherd boy. The bear was no sweat for the shepherd boy. I wish I had somebody with a gigantic situation to understand that your praise is taking down every gigantic thing that tried to take you out. If you believe it, somebody put a praise on it tonight. There's a shift. There's a mindset shift. There's a mindset shift. Identity is coming back. Identity is coming back. It's not where you came from. It's where you're going. Somebody give God praise because I'm forgetting the things that are behind me. I feel oppressed. I feel oppressed. I feel oppressed. I feel oppressed anointing. Somebody shout like you know it, act like you know it. Slap your neighbor high five and tell him it's a breaking forth. It's a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough like waters, which means the dams in your life is getting ready to break. And here's what I hear the Lord say. You've been building it, but you're building it. Your obedience is releasing increase that's crumbling every wall in your life, breaking every chain in your life. And you say, how does the rain come? When you lift your head to the hills, from which cometh your help. You can walk through the valley and you still have strength in Jesus. Somebody give God praise because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. He's behind me. He's in front of me. He's all around me, which means no preemptive strike of the enemy will succeed in this season. If you believe it, let me get a breath. Take 30 seconds and praise him crazy. Come on, come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Your breakthrough is in your praise. I wish somebody would move out of your ordinary space. I wish somebody would walk around with a sling of faith in your hand. Every giant of fear has got to fall tonight. Every giant of insignificance has got to fall tonight. Every giant of oppression has got to fall tonight. Every giant of depression has got to fall tonight. Somebody shout with a sling in your hand. Come on, turn your head and say, the dam's breaking, the dam's breaking. The dam is breaking, the dam is breaking. Every barrier, every limitation, every frustration is breaking. There's a turn that's getting ready to happen. There's a birthing that's getting ready to happen. 
in order for you to birth something you got to grow and some people cannot understand the growth somebody will never understand where God is taking you where he's positioned you but I'm here to tell you the reason you don't fit in where you used to fit in is because it's birthing season and it's building season and promise is getting ready not only to come in you but there's a promise coming out of you somebody ought to give God praise right there Some of you are about to make the appointment that you thought you missed. But God always gives you a reroute. I talked about that this morning. How many knows God will reroute you when you miss it? He gives you another opportunity. When the enemy is aware of the anointing, he comes after the appointing. The anointing is for the appointing. Let me, let me just say this. The release is for the role. The release is for the role that you will play, that God has given to you. The assignment, it's for the role, it's for the assignment, it's for the position, it's for the responsibility. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And when you have enough faith, he says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Sometimes responsibility can get heavy. But when you understand who carries you, you have the ability to carry it. It's the definition of breakthrough that says it is an act, the result of place of breaking through against resistance. Can I tell you the things that's tried to resist you? It's about to reverse. Resistance is about to reverse. The resistance against you is, the, is about to reverse. For you. <laughs> I'm talking about the waters that tried to take you out. You're about to chase after. And when the when you run toward the water, they're gonna move out of your way. Why? Because the waymaker is living on the inside of you. And when you got a waymaker on the inside of you, no mountain can stand and be in front of you. When you got a waymaker on the inside of you, there's nothing formed against you that shall be able to prosper. I say no weapon. No weapon of the enemy will be able to prosper in this season. I know they're formed and I know they're bigger than ever. But I come to tell somebody tonight that every weapon is about to be crushed by the way maker, by the miracle worker. I'm here to tell you Jesus is able. He's still able to do what he said he's going to do in your life. He's still able to do what he said he's going to do in your ministry. And I love how this service started because you're not where you're going but you're not where you used to be. Somebody may be in the middle but I wish I had somebody who would give God a meanwhile praise. While I'm standing here in the midst of a mess I'm going to go ahead and give God praise. It looks like hell all around me. The enemy has stripped me of some stuff, but I still have my faith. I still have my hope. I still have the love of Jesus on the inside of me. If you're glad you got some faith, somebody stand up in this place, take 30 seconds and give God a radical. Come on, I'm talking about a radical praise.
a breakthrough praise. You're breaking through your enemies. You're breaking through the barriers. You're breaking through the military movement is moving. There's advancement in this breakthrough. You're about to advance. You're about to remove. You're about to surpass. Breakthrough is making way to snap and break suddenly. A breakthrough marks a relatively small time frame where the pressure on the defender leads him to snap. Here's what I come to tell you. Your breakthrough praise is snapping your enemy's head. The enemy is under my feet. The enemy is under my feet. I feel a crushing anointing. Somebody give God praise because every devil that tried to take you out is crushed under your feet. You serve a curse crusher. You serve a demon destroyer. You serve an evil eliminator. Somebody give him praise. Snap the enemy with your Judah. What's going to happen is this. Your praise, your praise. Entering to his gates with thanksgiving. Entering to his courts with praise. It's going to be the kind of praise that's going to snap the enemy. It's going to break through the front lines. Here's what's happening. <laughs> you're, you're disrupting the enemy's delivery system. He's about to have a delivery dilemma, which means the things that used to show up on your doorstep, they ain't going to be there no more because your breakthrough just gave position for intercessors. And those intercessors, there's a wide span that you're getting ready to cover. I see some watchmen that's getting on the wall. I see some gatekeepers that's getting on the ground. I wish I had some people to understand that you're not just somebody that's sitting in this sanctuary. You're an intercessor. You carry the power of God. You carry a praise in your mouth. You carry the name that's above every other name. Does anybody still have blood of Jesus on your mind, in your heart, in your feet, in your hands? If you do, somebody act like it, speak like it, think like it, uh, praise him like you got the blood, because I'm telling you what, it's still the cross, it's still the blood, it's still the power of the resurrection, and the breakthrough is in the breaker, and the breaker's name is Jesus, if you know him, stand to your feet one last time, and give God your best shout of praise, give God your best hallelujah, give God your best Thank you, Jesus. Give God your best glory to God. I see development in this breakthrough. There's development. There's development. There's development. God's going to give you the picture. God's going to give you the vision back. God's going to get your hope back. Come on, your praise is bringing you out of the pain. Your praise is bringing you out of the sickness. Your praise is bringing you out of the pit that tried to make you quit. Somebody shout. Turn to your neighbors say breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. It's evaporating. It's evaporating the plans of the enemy. Your breakthrough. It's the kingdom of heaven suffering violence. But the violence is about to take it back. God's about to give you a violent worship. <laughs> I'm talking about when you come in here 
it's not just saying, well, my God's good. But you're coming in here on a battleground. You know why? Because you're a soldier in the army of God. As he begins to play something lightly, I just feel a shift. And I want to say this because God showed me this not too long ago. I was in my prayer time. My wife laid her hand upon my head. When she laid her hand upon my head, I began to get a vision. That vision was a lion with fire in his eyes. He was in a dry place. He walked up. Then there were other lions in formation. And in this formation, I knew that it was what God was moving his sheep into. They were transitioning. Thank you, Jesus. They would transition from the sheep to the lion. But as they were sheep, there were serpents on the ground. And these serpents was able to place fear in the sheep until they transitioned into the lion. And God, through that spirit of that vision, he began to tell me, I, I come eye to eye. I realized I was one of the lions in formation. And, and I realized that Jesus was trying to tell me something. God wants you to be led like a sheep, but he wants you to fight like a lion. I can't defeat the snake. I can't defeat the serpent if I'm in fear like a sheep. And he said, you have to see yourself like this. I begin to see a reflection of him, the lion. And here's what would happen. As they would transition into the lion, the serpents that was crawling on the ground, there would be a lion that would come out of formation. And he would grab a hold of the serpent. And there was a long stick that went up into the heavens like a tree. And, that, and he, the lion would grab a hold of the snake and tie it off to the tree. <laughs> he said, if you can see yourself like this, there's no curse that can crush you. All you got to do is tie it off to the finished place. You see, because God works from the back. He works from the finished place. God's already seen what he's called you to be. God's already predestined it before you were formed in your mother's room. And he begins to go at the finished place. And he begins to work back. And in the process of time, he understands what you're about to become. And you have to be obedient. And you have to be humble to, to operate and to follow him as the sheep follows the shepherd but then there will be a time where because of the head of this house you can't remain a sheep you have to turn into the soldier that God's created you to be what I mean is you will always be a sheep but you'll be a sheep soldier you'll begin to reflect who he is and when you reflect the lion no devil in hell can stop you he comes to copy the real. And I say it a lot. I'm, I'm a little country. But he's just a little kitten compared to the lion that lives, listen, on the inside of you. And every roar has a different sound. Because God is not just one dimensional. He's multi-dimensional. And when we join our sounds together, here's what I hear the Lord say. In this season is going to be a synerg synergic effort. 
it's going to be a sin. It's going to be working together, which means one can chase a thousand to flight. But when we start getting together and connecting our sounds together, how many knows when I connect my sound to your sound, there's, it, it, it creates a ripple effect in the atmosphere. It creates noise. It creates a sound. And it's not noise. It's not nonsense. It's incense. And when you begin to praise him, when you begin to pray, when you begin to corporately come together, when you begin to release your sound and you release your sound and you release your sound, all of a sudden hell is getting nervous and shaking in their boots because of the thing that tried to hold you back. One can chase a thousand to flight, but when we get our sounds together, it creates a sound. Come on, somebody. When I place my sound with your sound, listen, I love unison, but when you shift into harmony, something happens for me. And I'm here to tell you that there's multi-dimensional sounds that's getting ready to be released in this house. God is getting ready to take you from the gift to the call. You were gifted, but he's about to call you. And you're, when you're called, you cannot be taken out. Because when you're taken out, you're inner in. Come on, somebody. I wish I had somebody in this place to give God praise for the call that's getting ready to release in your life. You've done a good job as a sheep, but it's time for you to go home and clean out your house. It's time for you to go home and start prophesying to your son's room. It's time for you to go home and start roaring like a lion in your daughter's room. It's time for you to go home and start roaring like a lion until your domain understands your identity. Somebody give God praise because you are of the dominion kind. You are of another realm. You are from another source. You are a royal an heir, a joint heir with Jesus. Everything he has is available to you. No more are you living in Raphael. You are living in Baal Perizim. No more are you living in sickness. You are living in divine healing. No more are you living in lack. But I wish I had somebody to believe that you're about to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed coming out. If you believe that you're living out of the land of lack and into the land of abundance, somebody praise God like you know it in this place. Closing, I'm wrapping it up. That boy's crazy from Kentucky. The sling was what David had. God will never tell you to use what you don't have. He'll never tell you to operate with armor that you're not ready to operate with. That's why he couldn't take Saul's armor. Because he had never tested what Saul had tested but he knew that the sling <laughs> took out the lion and took out the bear and sure enough the same God that was in the sling for the lion and the bear is the same God that's in the sling of faith and the stone of faith for this Philistine unclean spirit that's trying to intimidate God's people and he went out he said you come at me with a spear and a sword but I come to you in the name of the Lord and he began to sling, he began to swing the sling.
Some of you need to swing your faith again. Come on, somebody. You need to swing your faith. All you need is one stone. He's the chief cornerstone. Come on. All you need is one stone. If you have faith enough to swing the stone, it's about to take out some giants. Are you hearing me right now? It's about to take down some giants. Some of you had some gigantic issues when you walked in here this Wednesday night. But if you can get a sling in your hand, matter of fact, put your hand up like you've got one in your hand. This is a, a, a prophetic act is what we call this. There's some gigantic issues that try to manipulate your thoughts, that try to frustrate you. But tonight they're going down. Come on. The giants are going down. That giant of depression is going down. That giant of fear is going down. That giant of the enemy is going down. That giant of addiction is going down. That giant that hooked your, that hooked your cousin up, that hooked him up, is going down in the name of Jesus. That giant of alcoholism that was a curse on your family, I declare that you're about to conquer the curse. You're about to take out the giant of alcoholism. You're of all, oh, I see a, a generational promise that's getting ready to be released. The enemy's nervous now because it stops with you. No more. No more of the next will be affected by what you're conquering in this moment. Somebody give God praise and swing your sling of faith because I'm taking the giant down. Your, swing, your sling is your praise. Your sling is your gift. Your sling is your worship. Somebody use your gift of worship. If you've got a voice, let it out. Let it out. Let it out. If you've got a sound, it's taking the giant down. If you've got a sound, oh, giants of insecurity are coming down. Giants of intimidation are coming down. Giants of frustration are coming down. Giants of lack are coming down. You will not live in poverty. You will live in the blessing. The giant of poverty is coming down. If you believe it, put a praise on it loud. Loudly praise him. Press in with the praise. Press in till you touch him. Press in till you get close to him. Press in till you know that you know that the giant has come down tonight. The giant's coming down. Shoo! I feel this. Just begin to receive in your spirit. The giant's coming down. Sheba Sitola Nananaye. The giant's coming down in your life. Woo! Every giant's coming down in your life. It's coming down. It's coming down. It's falling down. Walls are falling down. They're crumbling down at the sound of a worshiper. Come on. Your worship is your worship. Your worship is your weapon. Come on, let intercession come out of you. Let sounds of intercession begin to come. Let sounds of intercession begin to flow. There's a stream thereof. 
that makes glad the city of our God. And I declare right now that the joy of the Lord is taking over everything that tried to frustrate you. The joy of the Lord is taking over that place of sorrow. No more will you hear sounds of sorrow in your mind. No more will you feel sounds of sorrow in your heart. There's a river on the inside of you that's full of his joy. You will walk in divine joy in the season that we are living in. There's a sound that's coming. There's a sound. There's a sound. There's a sound that's coming out of there's a sound there's a sound is supernatural no more no more no more no more will you be manipulated no more will you be manipulated there's a sound that's flowing on the inside there's a sound that's moving on the outside and the sound inside of you is creating sounds around you I speak to the fervency I speak to the fervency I speak to the passion of the stream. I speak to the passion of the promise. I speak to the passion of the presence. I see David. I see David rising up, taking out giants. Building a kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you. There's a kingdom builder inside you. Because what your gift will take down, you have to be able to adapt to a new thing. How many knows there's a time to operate in your gift? And there's a time to walk in your call. Because what your gift takes down, I'm going to do it quickly, your call is about to take out. <laughs> the sling was the gift but the sword is the call the sling could take it, the giant down but the call took the giant out and here's what I want to tell you if you're ready to run in your call not just your gift if you're ready to receive a fresh oil to pick up your sword and start not only taking down giants with a gift, not only taking down giants with the praise, but God's going to place a word on the inside of you. And watch this. He's going to allow you the ability to pick up your enemy's weapon and use the thing that tried to take you out. It's the reverse of the curse. It's the reverse of the resistance. I wish I had somebody to understand that the sword that was trying to take you out is going to be your weapon in 
in defense. It's going to be your weapon to take out the giant. It's going to be your weapon to kill the killer. To take out the one who tried to kill you, who tried to steal from you, who tried to destroy your destiny. Somebody accept the call right now and use your gift. Isn't it interesting what that looks like? The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies. You see, your gift can get you trophies, but it can't grant you salvation. Till my trophies, my crowns, at last I lay down. I will cling to the And exchanging someday for a crown. Here's my question tonight. Your praise can take the giant down. But your call is going to take the giant out. And David didn't walk toward his giant. I was to tell you that you could walk out of here with double completion so that you can transition into everything God's called you to be. Meaning that the stuff that used to hold you back, the restrictions, the confinements, after tonight, the wicked one's been cut off. Come on, somebody. You may be fought another way, but this time, this thing, I'm cutting it off. I'm just waiting for somebody to catch that. This time, it cuts off. The addiction, it cuts off tonight. The depression, it cuts off tonight. The unimportance, cuts off tonight. That spirit that tries to tell you that you're worthless, it cuts off tonight. If you was worthless, why would he go to the cross for you? His blood is sufficient. Not only to grant you a gift, to bring you in front of great people but to you to walk through the suffering of the cross so that you can walk in the divine calling on your life each and every one of you are called but few are chosen will you be chosen tonight 
I know we watched the show. But will you be chosen tonight? Will you be like Peter that after God gave him the blessing that was beyond anything he could think, ask, or imagine, all he could do was fall to his knees? Say, I'm unworthy, Lord. Depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Jesus said, this gift is good. You're good at your gift, but you're about to lose the gift. The gift was for the fish. The call was for men. And here's what, what is awesome. In that moment, it was so miraculous that Peter left what he knew in order to go after one he had never seen before. He had never known this kind of person. And he was willing to leave what was familiar and to step into things that he had never stepped into before. Are you willing to leave the familiar place? Let me just ask you this. Are you willing to lay down the gift for the call? Are you willing to adapt when you need to adapt? Adaptability. There's an anointing of adaptability that's getting ready to take place. It's a shift.